Thanks for tuning in. You're listening to Christ in Focus. Today, I'm your host, John Frederick, Christian author and lead photographer for 7-Eleven. If this is your first time with us, I want to welcome you. Whether through our podcast, our photography, or our writing, we hope to help and inspire you in your walk with Jesus Christ. In the podcast description, you'll always find a link to this podcast in writing, along with the photography that inspired this message. So if you're interested, check it out. So on that note, let's jump right in and get started. So after our summer hiatus, we're back. And to kick off this new season of our podcast, I'm actually just going to tell you a story. And the story is actually based on a true story of someone I know. Um, Of course, names and some things have been changed just for the person's identity, but Just know that this actually is based on a true story, loosely, and it's about finding your purpose in life, and it's about my friend Samuel. So as far back as I can remember, Sam always seemed to excel in everything he attempted. Even without much effort, he seemed to just luck out and never had to face the feeling of disappointment or failure. He was envied by many of his classmates who took notice of this constant success but never saw the part of Sam that struggled on the inside. Even with so much success, he felt like something was missing in his life. He wanted to find purpose. So when a friend asked him to go to church with him, he actually jumped at the opportunity. He didn't know why, but he was soul searching and wanted to see what this whole God thing was about. From the first moment he arrived, he was surprised by how much he enjoyed the youth group. And he actually became a regular on Wednesday nights. After almost a year of attending, he found himself seeking even more, and he prayed to God for salvation. He was baptized two Sundays later and knew in his heart that God had great things in store for him. He thought that this must be his purpose and committed himself to finding the answer. So he prayed every night feverishly. For God to utilize his gifts and his talents. During the day, he would daydream of mission trips around the world, writing best-selling novels, and guest teaching in front of thousands. Sam was convinced that his purpose was to put a face to Christianity and be recognized the world over. He was so excited to pray each night before bed, certain he would hear the sweet, soft whisper of God's voice in his heart, calling him to this great purpose he could almost taste. Night after night, he prayed with no answer, only his own voice and racing doubts filling his dark bedroom. He started to shout out loud in prayer, tears rolling down his his cheeks, pleading with God to give him a glorious purpose in this life. He would do anything to see himself on top of a pedestal doing God's work. After months with no answer, Sam started questioning if God was listening to his prayers at all. Day after day, he questioned God more and more. Soon he found himself questioning his faith, then God's very existence, and eventually decided to stop going to church, where he once found so much joy. He decided that perhaps he was focusing too much on religion, and maybe he could find purpose elsewhere. So after high school, he went on to college, whose name alone would grant him the kind of recognition he felt like God wouldn't. 
but he had such an emptiness being away from home and began focusing too much on partying and not enough on studying. He started to make new friends at the parties and bars, and any time that empty feeling came around, he would fill it with alcohol. The emptiness, it never ended, and soon he was no longer going to class and took a job just to pay for his new habits. Eventually, he received a letter in the mail from his college suspending his attendant poor performance, and it felt like his life was spiraling out of control. He spent his alone time drinking and lost himself in one-night stands and drug use, eventually losing his job and had no other options but to return home. His father gave him a part-time job at their family hardware store, but Sam just couldn't kick the habits that he formed in college, drinking and living a life that pushed his hometown friends away. He would drive by his old church on the way to work and was disgusted with the time that he wasted there knowing that God had never loved him or heard his cries. When he considered his time there, his thoughts drove him to more drinking, to hopefully drown the loneliness he felt. He was slowly convincing himself that he couldn't find purpose, that joy was for childhood, and he was the only one who could determine what path he was to take in life. Walking to his car from his favorite bar one night, he noticed his taillight had been hit. Sam couldn't believe his luck. One more thing tonight, he screamed in the parking lot, and I swear I will just jump off a bridge, slamming his fists and his forehead against the trunk of his car with an unrelenting anger. Full of liquid courage from the bar, he stumbled into his car, throwing gravel in the air as he peeled out into the street. He cranked his stereo up, to settle the anger in his mind when he noticed blood coming from his eyebrow. Must have been when he headbutted his car in his drunken rage. So Sam lowered his mirror to see the damage when he saw a set of blue lights flashing behind him. He thought it must be his tail light. So he had to settle his heartbeat and try to remain calm. He pulled over only to meet an angry police officer shouting at him, to turn down the music. The officer smiled as he explained to Sam that he did notice that his taillight was out, but he was also going 75 in a 45 and swerving, and he needed to get out of his car. The roadside test didn't go much better, and soon he felt cold steel handcuffs against his wrists as he was placed in the back of the patrol car. His mind was still spinning from the alcohol, but Sam saw all his plans of wealth and fame leaving him behind. More proof to Sam that life has no purpose. Purpose was only a fairy tale that they told in church. Jail wasn't much better. As he realized where he was, he put up a strong front, but he was dying on the inside. He felt lifeless and empty, with nothing but a cold bologna sandwich to fill his stomach. The next day, Sam rolled his eyes when the guards explained a pastor would be coming to the jail. First impressions, Sam joked on his comb-over as the older pastor preached, word by word, from John 3.16. What happened next was etched on Sam's soul for the rest of his life. The group of prisoners started singing a hymn. 
Amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. Sam had heard those lyrics a thousand times, but this time the meaning hit him like a ton of bricks. His body went numb, his mind emptied, and the hairs on his arms stood straight up. For the first time in his life, he had nothing to say. He just started crying right there in the middle of everyone. After the song was over, an inmate came over and wiped the tears from Sam's eyes hastily with his own shirt. All he said was, God loves you, even in here. Always has, and he always will. They waited behind for a moment at the advice of his new friend while Sam got himself together before returning to their cells. It wasn't more than an hour after he returned to his cell that Grace, a friend from Sam's old church, posted his bail money. Grace's dad was a police officer and had told her that Sam had been arrested and was not in good shape. Without a second thought, she headed straight for the bail bondsman, emptied her little bit of savings in the process, but knew in her heart that Sam was a good person, but he just really needed a friend right now. For someone who never faced failure before, he was crumbling now. He didn't treat Grace with much respect when they dated in high school, but now he found himself walking behind her out of the jail, too ashamed to look her in the eye. Now he wasn't consider or he wasn't concerned about where to find purpose, but where his life would even go from here. Sam realized that he was missing something in his life at this point and started attending AA meetings regularly to get help. And he started to pray. Sam prayed in the car to work. He prayed before class. He prayed when his mind got quiet. He still never heard God speak to him. But he felt him more and more in prayer. He smirked the first time he stepped into the local community college, remembering all the people he talked down about who had attended there right out of high school. Now he realized it was a, pri a privilege to attend and be close to home to help care for his ailing father and help run the store. In class, instead of telling everyone his accomplishments and dreams, Sam started listening and discovered just how much some of his classmates had overcome. He started seeing individuals differently, seeing potential in everyone he met and respecting their tenacity to overcome their obstacles. He was no longer surrounding himself with popular and accomplished friends, but he found comfort in people he could just be himself around. Sam no longer was praying to find purpose, but he did pray for the people he met and genuinely took comfort in their accomplishments. And he never felt more joy than when he was able to help someone. Sam even joked that accomplishments of others made him happier than his own. He never imagined he would have so much joy in how others would find purposes, a purpose in their life. Then he, spe he stepped back into that old church, wearily, 
The entire time, he listened intently and wrote down the scriptures in, to study later. He held his head a little lower than the last time he was there, but he took so much more away from it. First, he wanted to feel God and do great things in Jesus' name. Now he just wanted to learn to live a good life and trust God with his burdens. He soon became a leader of his AA group. In that same old church he hated for years, recommended him for a job at a local home that helps prisoners and addicts get back on their feet. Within a year of getting his degree, Sam became the director of that home with oversight of two others in neighboring counties. He was even able to welcome his friend who comforted him in jail, set him up with a great job, and he later became a licensed electrician. All in all, between AA, former prisoners, and addicts, Sam prayed with a total of 3,926 people for their salvation. He was very proud of that number and said he counted every individual and knew the exact number because every individual mattered. Sam never flew overseas for a foreign mission or preached in front of thousands, but before he died, he told his wife of nearly 60 years, Grace, that he was so blessed to finally trust God, to find purpose for him. He wouldn't change his time in jail or in AIA, I'm sorry, AA. And he was more proud of that degree from community college than any Ivy League could have given him. And he was most thankful for seeing the beautiful soul of his wife, who once saw him at his lowest point. She always knew that God was working a great purpose in Sam's life, and she saw the man he would become over the man he thought he would be. So from this story, I hope you don't take away that you shouldn't pray for, for purpose from God. It's actually the opposite. The lesson from Samuel's extraordinary life is that you should pray for God's will on your life which will give you purpose. Once we become children of God, we relinquish control through faith in God's perfect plan. Jeremiah 29:11 told the people of Judea that I know the plans I have for you, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. Did I mention that they were on their way to slavery in Babylon. Just like Judea, God is telling us to have faith in his plan, even if the future looks bleak. God is our father with more love for every individual than we can ever contemplate. He doesn't plan for your harm or hardship. He plans on you fulfilling the purpose he has for you. With Sam, he made decisions that led him down a hard path. But that path also taught him humility, compassion, love, understanding, and trust in God's infinite wisdom. 
God changed the decisions that Sam was making and brought exponentially good things from it. Once he came back, actually came back to God, he was blessed with love, friendship, work, happiness, fulfillment, and even a divine purpose that he has been, had been praying for the whole time. So pray for your purpose. Ask God to reveal it to you. But trust in God and live your life according to the blueprint that Christ gave us. If you walk the path, God asks all of us to walk. God will place purpose along your travels. I never thought in a million years I would be submitting Christian photography to galleries or publicly posting my salvation story for everyone to see on a, on a, on a podcast. But God laid that in my path and I just followed his lead. You may hear his voice. You may get convicted. You may have a good godly husband or wife by your side helping you along your way. If you take the time to speak to God, he will answer in his own perfect way. That could be audibly, through the Bible and study, through others, through conviction, through signs. There are so many ways to hear from God. But remember to ask. Even Jesus prayed in Luke twenty-two forty-two, Father, if you are willing, take this cup from me. Yet not my will, but yours be done. He asked God, God, if there was any way other than the cross, but he had to, but he had full faith in God. And as we know, followed through every step he was asked to take. You won't always know the purpose until you look back and see the amazing miracle God worked in your life. But through faith, I can promise you, you will see your purpose if you give your life to God and let him guide you to it. Thanks for listening today. I sincerely hope that you're able to take something away from this podcast that adds encouragement to your faith. If you're searching for more, we have a number of Christian articles, Christian captions, memes, conceptual photography, and even a free beginner's photography course and blog. They're all available for free on our website, 711photography.com. Remember to spell out the seven, but leave the 11. So until next time, this is Christ in Focus, where we create images and messages to inspire the soul.